This is the One Deeper Podcast, where we talk about cognitive science and AI. So before I introduce my guest on this episode, I thought it was best to give a little background on my motivation for recording this. For the past year or so, I've been learning about complex systems. So what is a complex system? I'm going to read you a part of the Wikipedia entry on this topic. A complex system is a system composed of many components which may interact with each other. Examples of complex systems are Earth's global climate, organisms, the human brain, infrastructure such as the power grid, transportation, or communication systems, complex software and electronic systems, social and economic organizations, an ecosystem, a living cell, and ultimately the entire universe. Complex systems are systems whose behavior is intrinsically difficult to model due to the dependencies, competitions, relationships, or other types of interactions between their parts or between a given system and its environment. The term complex system often refers to the study of complex systems, which is an approach to science that investigates how relationships between a system and its parts gives rise to its collective behaviors and how the system interacts and forms relationships with its environment. So that was a lot, but that's the general idea. I really encourage you to take a look at the Wikipedia entry for this topic, which is really interesting, and it's a really wide and broad scientific discipline that uh, touches a lot of areas. So in that vein, we can model a team or an interacting set of teams as a complex system. And it's that approach I'm currently taking on applying that to Dota 2, which brings me to our guest. Melchior, I probably butchered that again, Celery Hillenkamp, also known as Celery, is captain of the professional Dota 2 team Gaming Gladiators. My goal was to probe what a professional team thinks about and works on in terms of team coordination Um, what makes a good team, and how teams interact before, during, and after their games. It was an awesome discussion. Even if you don't care about Dota, I think there's a lot to get out of it. And uh, But, of course, tangents are everywhere. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. There are really some gems in there, so I hope you listen, and thank you. Sounds good. Okay, so, I'm just going to call you salary. (laughs) Screw it. But... uh, uh, welcome, man. Uh, thank you for taking the time to, uh, to, you know, I know I know you have better things to do right now because you have, you know, got, got to get ready for Lima, I guess, right? Um, um, but hey, first of all, congrats on the uh, performance. You guys did pretty well. This DPC yeah, so thank far. you. No, I'm happy to be here. Excited. Not not sure what to expect. So it should be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so like uh, this is actually quite different from the other episodes that I've done in the sense that like previously all the episodes are very like just very science deep dive science stuff this is also very sciencey but I want to get your input you know before I elaborate on what the what we what we've been doing just so that you know uh, I get like the fresh input from you and if you don't feel like answering any other questions like they're no like official questions I'm just gonna ask you random stuff but if you feel like oh this might give give away an advantage to somebody <laughs> or like I don't want to ask answer this please by by all means uh, do that. Um, but like it's just so how long have you been playing Dota, man? Uh, I mean, I a friend showed me the game in 2012, I think at this point. So time time flies. It's a long time ago now. 
yeah back back then i just played a bit for fun so yeah but i've I've played the game for about 11 years now oh man yeah so i've i mean i i was playing during the warcraft days right like i remember when mirana was first introduced like that's <laughs> that's how long <laughs> i've been playing so like well like uh i don't i don't play regularly anymore because uh i'm a recovering addict so like it's just like when i start like dude i swear to god when i start playing that's all i want to do it's like everything else is just boring like going out is boring my friends are boring like doing anything else is boring it's just like it's like that that next mmr that next match it's yeah, uh it's you, you gotta be so careful i've had to uh yeah i've had to i've had to, I've had to control myself <laughs> so like uh when do you decide you wanted to do this like at a at a, at a very high level like a like a professional level um I think the the same year I started playing, as I watched the second international TI two, and mm-hmm. it just looked really fun. So I thought, okay, I should should try this at least. <laughs> so I just started playing with random teams. We just played some some practice games against other random teams just for fun, for the most part. So yeah. very early yeah. on, I started just playing yeah. with random people that also wanted to try, or just we were just playing for fun at least. Because five v five and like yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. of some cool draft, it was pretty fun to do. Yeah, I mean, like I, I was like I was never I was by no stretch of the imagination a professional, right? Like let's just make that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> like um, uh, I remember, so in Sri Lanka, was, I don't know if you ever used G Arena. Did you ever play no, on that? No, I, like, I didn't Warcraft get to experience 3, that. G Arena. Okay, okay. Okay, man, that's a whole another disaster, right? But like, because you know, none of us could afford actual Warcraft, so everyone pirated this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we in Sri Lanka, a fucking tiny island, so like a small community. And our internet was so bad that we couldn't play with anyone else abroad, so we just played with people on the island, right? So we we played like tournaments, and you know, we had fun and uh, all this other stuff. And I remember, like, recently I so when Dota Two was released. I recently checked like my history, you know, like ten years ago, and I and I've played games with like Snare and all. And I was like, and I was like, damn man, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. And like this motherfucker just won how many millions of dollars like last like few months ago. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, maybe I should have kept on that fucking fun. Uh, anyways, anyway, that's a whole different thing. But yeah, so you decided to do this like at a very high level. Okay, so let's ask first. Um. When you're tr- when you were trying to find a team, what were you thinking about? Like, let's say, let's say you know you're on GG now. Um, like, when you're, I mean, you've been on s- several other teams. Like, what are the kind of things you're looking for, especially as a captain? Like, when you're building a team around uh, around you, what, what are you um, thinking? Here? So in the in the beginning and all all the I played in so many. I think I played with like a hundred different teammates because I was just making random teams. So I got to learn a lot from experience, where I wasn't sure what what are, what are you looking for, like what makes sense. So you're just playing with people that okay, they they're probably pretty good, or I, I hope they're good. You just you just start playing. You just you just <laughs> learn along the way, like different dynamics and how people work, how people talk. Uh, it was pretty interesting. So actually, before no, it's nice that you mentioned the word. Sorry, sorry, go okay. Ahead. Go, yeah. Go so, ahead, so ahead. before, like, before COVID started, I think it was 2019. I took a break for a half a year, and I thought maybe, 
maybe I should just give up on Dota and do something else. And then I thought, okay, I'll give it one more try after summer break. And I. Why was that? What was the? What, what was the? What was? Why, why, why were we thinking like, no, fuck this? Um, the, so I got pretty close every so often. Like my rating was pretty high, but it was just hard to break through in Europe. It felt because in Europe it was just mm. there's like this layer of teams you had to get through, where it felt like if you're not on these teams, it's pretty hard to break through. So I thought, okay, it's not not gonna happen. But then I thought, okay, I'll grind for for a little bit, and then. Like I didn't really choose my team back then. It was like a immortal faith. A coach just thought, okay, this guy's grinding pretty hard. There's not that many supports. Let's give it a try. Then actually, I missed. Mm-hmm. I, I actually missed. No, I actually chose my team. I guess because I missed his team. Because the qualifier they were going to play, I already had a scheduled vacation of my family, so I missed the qualifier. Then they qualified to a land without <laughs> okay. me. But oh shit, <laughs> I uh, made a mistake. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> then I actually made a team with some friends where we felt like we had a really good mood and we were feeling good playing together. That ended up being the Viking because we beat them in the, some qualifiers and they were they disbanded after that, and then we became the new Viking <laughs> GG. So that that was actually nice, a team nice, where nice, we nice. felt that we had a lot of fun playing and like losing. Losing would just be part of it. I'm gonna take notes. Uh, I'm gonna take notes. A lot, yeah, a lot of fun that, playing. Lot that of that is very important. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's something I learned yeah. over time. Because you're gonna lose a lot. You're gonna have rough times. And I don't know. From from my experience so far, atmosphere is the absolute most important thing. Right, right, right. Atmosphere. So okay. So when you're like in in lands or just hanging out, like okay. I got you. I got you. That's cool. Uh, it's actually interesting that you mentioned the word dynamics because that's what we are all about. Okay, so I'll give you more details later on, but like just that's a kind of thing we're looking at is that how do the comp- the individual components in this case the five players of a Dota team, right? How do they come together to generate a good performance, right? So. My supervisor, his work was doing, you know, with the physical people, actual human beings, like moving stuff, coordinating stuff. And I had had the idea of like, yo, let's just put this in uh, esports and see what we can find. It might be something interesting. So that's what we're we're, we're kind of thinking about. So, okay, having fun, having a a good rapport with your teammates, obviously super important, right? Okay, so let's like, so I was just thinking, man, let's just like work, work, backwards from like you know before a big tournament like international during and then what you guys do afterwards right so i guess from the most common thing is a boot camp right before you sort of head into a tournament so what's the what like what do teams generally do in this boot camping period um so more often than not what i've experienced is uh, just having a boot camp during an online tournament so recently we had a boot camp during the DPC, the, the professional league. But the one bootcamp I experienced where it was a lot different was before the last TI. So that was last year before TI 11, where we had a bootcamp in Malaysia for three weeks, I think. So this is just, this is only practice. Okay. There's no games. So this is like a 
authentic bootcamp, you could say, I guess. <laughs> so we're just <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. this is where this was just uh, like the the grind place where we just practiced a lot against other teams, thought about how we want to play, etc. And um, I think about it because uh, in these places, I think you can already feel when the <laughs> if the if the mood is not good here, you already kind of ruined yourself in a way. <laughs> you already know because it's very yeah, yeah yeah. Every team probably has this at some point, unless you're having a real rough time where you have some winning streak where. I think we won 24 games out of, or 20 games out of 24 at one point. We're winning almost everything, any team. Yeah. It didn't matter. Chinese, Europe, it didn't really matter. They all just got crushed. You feel okay. We're doing pretty good. Then you have a little bit worse period, and you can just feel, <laughs> if the atmosphere is not good, you can feel the mood drop like, man, we don't even know what winning is anymore. Which is a little bit right, weird, right, of right, course. No, wait a second, wait a second. A few days ago, you were winning every single game. How how can this be? You're right, how can right. the shift be this big? So 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 exactly. So so this is this is the key thing, right? So so the kind of things that we're interested in, for, as scientists, is what the hell happened there? Like, what is there something that we can measure, right? That can tell us, yo, this happened. So maybe we can tweak it around to see and see if it improves something. So that's the kind of thing that we're interested in. What makes good teams perform? And then we have a, we have a very particular uh, uh, complex systems methodology that we're looking at, that we, that we use to identify these things. But, you know, that's the that's cool. This is cool. This is, this is good. St- like, <laughs> that. This is the kind of stuff that they're trying to solve. But then again, it's not just Dota, right? This is like any team, man. Yeah. Like any team, you know, like in the NBA or whatever, like all like they're crushing it and then all of a sudden something just changes and lose 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 over and over again yeah you know? I, I i think honestly yeah. that a lot is probably predictable beforehand and like when i look back when you're competing you should be confident so we're confident we know we're, we can win we're gonna we're gonna own but looking back i think we did as good as we could have probably where mm-hmm. like the chemistry of the team or like how the team is built matters a lot where looking back i can see that it just wasn't gonna work with the people that we had we were just not compatible even though like now we're right. after right. ti we changed two two people and now it feels like now it's full fully compatible like it matters a lot actually if you have one i think just having one clock so to say like that doesn't fit of course people change right, right, right. but when it doesn't fit and things go wrong that's so, when things shift the other direction i think definitely so the thing is, no, the thing is, no, this is a problem that a lot of teams have, right? Finding the right components, and the terms that you important, importantly just mentioned, like okay, like how it works. This now we replace two components, all of a sudden it feels like a much better unit, right? But these are not very quantified. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't put a number on this. Kind of hard, and we we are sort of trying to say, okay, is there a number we can put on this? <laughs> like something we can measure. That's cool. Um, so like. When you are, so you're in boot camp, you're trying to like prep. Is there like sort of, what's the difference? Like, how do you, how do you find matches to play against? Like, you can't just go online and play with, do you just play online with your, like with, I know, I know, I know there are Smurfs and like (laughs) stuff, but how do you, how do you practice without giving away too much about yeah, what you're practicing? Yeah, so that's, 
one there's like two different ways to practice there's where you just play alone or with one of your teammates and this is just this is what they call public matchmaking mm -hmm. so it's it's literally the name you have a rating and you play against others with similar ratings and then there's you just call them we call them scrims usually but it's a private match where you just find a game with a, another team that also wants to practice and for TI, we already know the groups beforehand, for example, at one point. So we're playing and practicing against teams in the other group. And then hmm. you cannot be afraid to give things away because you need to practice, right? And everyone has that mindset. Right, right. So oh, you just go all out in yeah. these practice games and you don't really... Like, it's all private. Only that's the two of you know it. Hopefully no one leaks. And then, uh, <laughs> then you just go, you go for it. That's cool. I actually, I, that's interesting that you still go all out in these streams. Like you, you play the best strategies, the best things you can. You can. Yeah. Well, you're never gonna play one hundred percent because you're trying your best, right? But at the back, in the back of your head, you know this is just a practice game. So some weird things will happen right, always. Right. True. 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 <laughs> Definitely. Oh, okay. So that, that's cool. Um. So what kind of analysis? do you do like let's say so let's say like okay you're coming you're, you're about to play a secret right um like i mean obviously you've played these guys a bunch of times <laughs> but like is what are, what kind of things do you do like you know i know like for example basketball you know they go over previous games and like they you know do all the plays and like look 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 at where he went look at where he goes like all this stuff so give me a rundown of like the analysis that you do before you play opponent uh yeah it's interesting now we do it a lot different actually but i'll talk about how we did it at ti before where before games mm -hmm. or prep was mostly done by our coach in terms of preparing for this specific opponent in what they prioritize in the strategy department in heroes mostly where we didn't focus too much on the details the small details like I don't even have to specify, just the small details in-game where it's not really... It's hard to comprehend this. Because in theory, it is nice to know these small details, but if you hear all this extra info before you play, it's almost like you're trying. You're you're thinking about this and now you're not playing anymore. So you got to be careful with that. Yeah, so yeah, we, never, we, we never really did that. And most of our analysis, I would say, was after games, mostly after practice games, where... We just look at the, in Dota you have replays, we just look at the match basically, like the VOD, and we just analyze what, whatever is worth learning from. And what we mostly did at TI was, or the bootcamp before TI in Malaysia, we most we watched a lot when we lost as well, and we watched less when we won. So this is interesting. In hindsight, I think this is very, yeah, very sense. interesting where we mostly saw ourselves lose and the bad things we did. So <laughs> thinking back, that was probably not a good idea. But that, that's, how, that's how we did it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, uh, how do you, I mean, how do you figure out the patterns, right? Like the patterns between like, okay, what you did well and you won and what you did well and you lost because you could do everything right and still lose right that's like that's one of the things in you know especially a game like dota like anything can happen like 
uh, like for example, I don't understand the point of uh, the Dota Plus, like the prediction, win prediction thing, because like it makes no sense to me. It's like at, at one point it'll say ninety percent prediction, win, uh, win, win, win probability, and then and then the other team wins like ninety percent uh, is nine out of ten, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, that's yeah. still ten percent <laughs> loss. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. Uh. So yeah, Dota, anything can happen. So like, so you, so what are the so in terms of how you okay so let's talk about how you guys uh coordinate right like okay actually so post game analysis do you the kind of when you do a post game analysis of your own performance um what kind of things do you look at in your own performance like you you already said the games that you lost but like anything in particular in terms of um oh so do you i guess for every match you sort of have an idea of uh, what made what made you guys lose or win right yeah yeah so we in these games we definitely did we were focusing on the things that are mostly in our control that are repeatable that are patterns so like every sport you start in the in dota we call it the early game dota we have the laning phase where this happens every game so if a laning phase goes wrong Mm -hmm. this is perfect to learn from because you're gonna do it every single game again and again and again and 40 minutes in, when someone misclicks a spell or presses a wrong button, you know, press the button better next time. Like, what, what are you going to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that just happens, do, right? right? If I no, click yeah, the wrong cool. button, so I could tell me why didn't you press it? Well, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> that's, that just yeah, can yeah, happen. Yeah. You need to focus on For the sure. things that you can actually sure. repeat. Because <laughs> that's something you can that's, use that's, that's, in the future. Because there's always going to be these weird moments, just like in football, where it's like, oh, he shot from this angle, and now you should have hit it a bit different. Okay, that's great and all, but maybe that will never happen again. So you can focus on this, that's but true, it's not yeah. really, not really useful. So you need to look at the. That's great advice for life. Yeah, it's kind of like life, I guess. It's like <laughs> just focus on the things that will be repeatable <laughs> that happen a lot. Yeah, that that's the things we usually focus Absolutely. on. Nice. Okay. Cool. Mm. So, what about what about let's talk about communication, right? So, in-game communication. Like what do we what's the what's the general sort of as I, I don't know. I don't know what to ask about, but but like just <laughs> the in-game communication. Is there a structure to it? Because like when when I when I listen to the in-game communication, sometimes in like these random clips that they play, I'm like, dude, what the hell is guys talking about? Like this this fights about it, the fights happening, and like it just sounds like complete <laughs> chaos. But is there something in there? You know? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think many teams have a good structure for it. When I listen to some of these clips, I'm also not sure what they're saying. But <laughs> I think. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the way we, I'm not sure if we're, if we're, if we're still in the time period of before, during uh, TI, because after that, a lot of things have changed for us. But in this time period, the way, I mean, we still do this similar in the sense that we don't have one person leading the communication fully. It's more of a team mm-hmm. effort where people need to give more input on their strengths when they are strong. If someone hits a timing and they're they're very they're very they're the strongest right now, they need to use their timing. This person needs to say how he wants to do it and in advance when he's gonna have this. Because otherwise you have one person micromanaging everything and then it's almost yeah. like he know 
let's say I'm person A, this guy is B. Like if he hits his timing, he should know it better, right? Otherwise, I'm I might as well be playing his role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he should know this timing. So timing is a yeah, timing is actually a really big component of order, yeah. right? Like different heroes sort of come online at different times based on the items they get, the experience that they get, and um, they, so they have a different impact depending on. What yeah. Happens. So overall, it's more um, of a. I okay. think in the past this was less. This was more of a thing where you could have one, like captain that just communicates the most. Now I think it's more of a team effort, where there are definitely times where I communicate more where. I'm the captain of my team, but this is not like I have to do this. It's more like if I feel like I have a good overview of the game, I can communicate it more because maybe I just see some things that others didn't see at this mm-hmm. point, but it's not required. Mm-hmm. If someone else has a good read on the game, they should just share what they have to say. So that's so in this, so, so just about this particular thing, right? So we developed, so we've developed a couple of uh, apps, like a couple of pieces of software uh, for our research where we are able to, so just in voice communication, just like using voice recording and like, um, is it voice, I can't remember if it's voice and movement, but like we can sort of see at, at any given time period who is driving the communication and who is, which of the components are more of like more receptive and more reactive versus driving different, uh, the different, driving the, whole conversation and we can also sort of see where uh there are transitions between like okay this guy is the driver now and then this guy is the driver in this in this time oh, that's frame. interesting and we, can, we can we can identify all these all these cool things so we can see like okay uh so you know it'd be interesting like okay like let's say there's a part of the game and or or, or we are like identifying a looking at somewhere sort of let's say mid lane it's like it's level six he's online but for some reason, he is not the driver of making the movements around the map right now. Let's say you know, like like I don't know, pick a hero who's who comes who is it, who is it, I don't know, any random <laughs> yeah. hero, right? And he's and he's supposed to like he's at that point he's supposed to be he's supposed to sort of take over and be like, okay, guys, I'm gonna do this. Come here, do that. But it doesn't happen. Then we can say, hey man, why didn't you do that? So like, there are some cool tools that 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 that, that, that we can talk about. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Uh, timing coming online that's a huge deal so obviously so, uh, dota has let's say broad, broadly speaking three phases right like so the early game which is like the laning stage zero to 15 minutes ish right depending on okay so does that depend on when the towers go down that's what i want to ask like when do you realize at what point do you like are you, are you guys like all right so this is kind of over let's sort of transition is there like a is it, do you like is there like a moment where you know or is it just something um, that happens like okay, well, who knows yeah it definitely comes with experience as well but i don't i don't think it's the it's hard to describe it in a static way like that like zero to 15 minutes because it really mm. depends where there's one lane we've played a lot recently it's crystal bait and punch and in this lane you want the lane as long as possible, preferably, because this is a very strong lane, and not many heroes want to lane against this. So, in the, with this lane, we usually stay together as two for eight minutes, maybe a bit longer sometimes. But then there's other times in one of our most recent games where we had both supports from the side lanes leave the lane at minute 
5.30 and we both went towards the mid lane. Mm -hmm. Because in this specific game, that was just the best thing to do. In this case, we abused the timing of our mid, where our mid was confident and he communicated that now is the time to open, like we're basically destroying the game in a way where we take the initiative, he is ready before their mid is ready, and we, like this play basically broke the game. But this is very game specific, Mm -hmm. where maybe after that I return to my lane. This is... Like overall, you can simplify it with these times, but I think it's like the the better teams get, the more complicated this gets. But I don't think many teams are really right, right, that right. good at it because it takes for this to work properly. You need really good communication and people to be confident. Like otherwise, it's gonna be random. You won't know when to do this. So for this communication, yeah. is, and you don't want people like it's just the most important. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't want people like like what I do do what I just did, which is like shout, shout over each other and just be like, hey. Yeah, well, you you kind of need to know this. beforehand. So but you cannot of... you cannot over prepare. Yeah. I think this is something we did, for example, mm. before TI eleven, where we were over preparing in terms of our game plan, where now we are more loose mm. in the sense that we understand the possibilities that might arise, but then it will be very dependent on what happens because you cannot predict there's too many variables to predict how it's going to play out you can understand that there's a concept potentially at minute six we can do x and y but then we need to see how it plays out we cannot just force this what if things go different maybe it's better to do something else now right so yeah, man, Dota has so many different bloody things, right? Like the, there's the drafting whole, the whole drafting thing, which is the whole another whole another thing we can talk about. <laughs> and then there's the actual in-game, yeah, <laughs> the whole in-game in-game thing, right? So, like you said, you have a plan essentially. When you like, so when you're doing the draft, right? When, you, when you're picking your five heroes and banning heroes, you have you you there is a like a sketch of an idea that you want to implement, but then how that sh- how that transpires really depends on the on the on the on the in-game actions of your opponents and like and like random and then there's random drops right <laughs> like items yeah. that just like that adds a whole another dimension to it um uh do you, like i honestly don't remember when they introduced this random item drops to neutrals like it's been a while though right um yeah my timeline is a bit skewed due to this pandemic stuff i think it's uh i think it was around that time probably <laughs> but it's it's hard to say at that point life felt a bit weird right, it's like right, a right. big yeah <laughs> lots lots of uh, like yeah lots of um, pseudo randomness going on in dota but this is cool so the time the the time changing nature of sort of who's driving the team depending on what 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 who comes online first and you know what the lane situation is maybe like you know uh, the Beastmaster has just pushed down your lane in like three minutes and everything's <laughs> a complete disaster, you know, yeah. like who knows? <laughs> okay, cool. That's nice. All right. So um, let's talk about the group stage in the in TI. And I think now I can, I, I can tell you, like it's fine. So the data we have right now that I'm using is all the matches from two TIs, just the group stages. Right, and we limited ourselves to that because 
we want to see uh, make sure everyone had uh, had the same number of matches if, po- uh, oh, matches if that possible makes sense, and then, yeah. you know the main event yeah, yeah. the main event like things everyone doesn't have the same number of matches right um but i'm not like uh so what do you is there a difference between so there so now okay okay there are three things right for Dota now there's the yep. dpc right the, let's call that like the uh, regular season right the dpc then you have uh, major tournaments inside the dpc three yep. major tournaments and you have inside of, of a tournament there's a group stage and then there's the playoffs yep. right okay so first let's talk about is there something you notice this difference between different cuz i know i, I listened to a podcast about uh, i think it was notail talking about how the dpc is broken or something like uh like the the way they allocate the points cuz or like the performance in dpc is not reflective of performance in ti i don't know about i don't know how how, how true that is but um is there a difference you notice between dpc matches and let's say even a match in the in a major or like in the ti anything in comes to mind um yeah i mean i've i've heard a lot of people talk about this as well but i for a big part i think i disagree where the group stage at a tournament like ti and at a major which are the big lan events usually you play the the early phases of these tournaments in a hotel room there are cameras here but dpc also mm. play of cameras so it feels very similar, right? At least from my experience. Like I've, I haven't been around in the scene before this was implemented long enough to experience the counterpart, but it feels very similar to me. Where, of course, there's a bit more pressure. This is the World Championships, so you know that. And your first game, it's like, feels a bit different. But then, okay, you're just playing. It, it feels very similar. And. Mm. I think the main difference would come when you play in front of a stage or a stage when you play on a stage in front of a crowd where this can influence some people when you have never experienced this but that that's just human nature right it's that's like if you never experienced it of course you're going to get influenced by it the first time maybe it's always going to be feel hard for you to do this but that's very personal i'm not sure there's too much to draw from that one of my teammates in the last year was more influenced by this at the first time when we played in front of a crowd but after that Mm. he got he was used to it and now 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 it's no problem so i'm not sure how much there is to say about that i think it's uh it's very comparable to be honest the all the different sections okay so that's okay well uh I'm not gonna. I can't say too much about the results that we have because I want to. We want to try and publish it. Publish it first, like get it out <laughs> yep. there. Because that means that that means like people. That means other other scientists have to like look at it and make sure that I didn't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and and like um, and you know like I found something that's just complete garbage because I just can't do. I just can't do math <laughs> or something. You know. So uh, so we're going to hold off on making any 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 prescriptions now but like uh it's curious to know because one of the biggest things that that we're concerned about that we're looking at is how do this how do how does the coordination 
and the behavior between players change over time, right? And that means over a matter of months or over the course, course of a tournament, like from the start of the group stage to the end of the group stage, you know, what's changed? Does it, do you get better? Do you get worse? Like, what, do better teams do something differently? So fundamentally, the question is like, okay, what makes good teams tick, right? That's what that's what we're trying to find out using the our particular tools and uh, the research of complex systems. So just to give you like an idea of what, a, I mean, Okay, if you search on Google what it what a what a complex system that or like the, what a dynamical system is, you'll find some lots of stuff. It's it comes from sort of a physics background, but the fun the the gist of it is that uh, a collective phenomenon like coordination it comes from interacting components that change over time, right? And uh, that's the general idea. Okay, and so we're trying to investigate that using you know uh, mathematical models um that's cool so so you, so playing on stage is probably uh yeah it's playing playing on stage what was it like for you the first time you played on stage in front of, in front of a crowd um yeah so there were, it was that was also last year for me so it was my teammate when we played in sweden mm. at the at a major and it was interesting because that was the first i played on some smaller crowds or stages before but it wasn't really mm. the same. And beforehand, I always felt like I'm not gonna feel like stressed. I'm for I always felt like I'm confident. I know it's not gonna affect me at all. Not sure why I've, I I always had this feeling like I just knew that was the case. Maybe because I just always competed in things my entire life, so I felt like why should this affect me? And that was actually the case. But that's very. It's not really a it's very case case study you could call it where that, that just that was just for me yeah where i just didn't feel anything yeah. like i also mm. made sure like <clears throat> when i walked on stage i didn't like look at the crowd too much it's like hello i'm here i'm just gonna do my thing now then after the yeah. games is over i i, I look yeah, more yeah, at the yeah. crowd because i just want to be in the zone and yeah. <clears throat> it is definitely yeah. interesting for me specifically because i'm very hyper aware or hypersensitive where mm. whenever the like the stage shakes a little bit due to high vibrations this can affect me a bit gotcha. but as long as i don't hear mm. the conversations that people have then i'm all good because otherwise I'm, I'm one of those where if there's a lot of conversations in a room i hear every conversation so after 30 minutes, I get a headache. <laughs> but luckily, luckily that was not the case. I could only hear my teammates. The rest, it's like, bruh, bruh, bruh. you don't hear anything that you can gotcha, understand. Gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. I, was, I was lucky with that. What, uh, what, what's it like inside one of those boots at uh, TI? Is it like, is it, is it, is it, is it pretty good? Like uh, sound, uh, sound So this TI, there was no, no booth actually. Oh, right. And I was actually oh, yeah, right. part of yeah, one of the teams yeah, that got the right. experience where. There were some sound issues where I could already hear this before the game where I said, I think I can just hear everything. My hearing is very sharp and I felt yeah. like, okay, I don't know if everyone yeah, has yeah, this, yeah, but yeah. I can hear everything. And they said, no, no, don't worry about it. When the game starts, you won't. Okay. The game starts during the draft. I can already <laughs> hear the commentators all the time. So I tell them, yo, this is a bit weird. Like we're drafting and then they hear the commentators say, oh, this is not the best. And they're like, wait, wait, this is good. It's like I have to... <laughs> 
It's very interesting. That's and ridiculous. That would be that that would be so annoying. Unreal. This is my first game at TI elimination best of one, and I just hear everything. But yeah, yeah. there was nothing I could do about it. I informed the admins, but they they couldn't really fix it in the moment. So this game, I could actually hear the commentary during the game. This is probably the weirdest experience. Hopefully, I'll never That's have to experience so this again. Dude, After that, this game, I had a full headache, but it so was very annoying. weird. Like I kind of, there's nothing I could do about it because my teammates didn't all hear it, but I could hear everything. Like I have the same headset, but it just doesn't block it for me. <laughs> it doesn't work. So I hear the caster saying, "Like okay, Jesus Christ. if he's if he's lucky, he's gonna see Roche respawn or something, or maybe he's gonna be lucky." So I thought, "Wait, what? Okay, I guess I'll stay in the pit for ten more seconds." Oh, it respawned. Big surprise. It's very weird. <laughs> oh it's like, what, what can you do about it, right? There, it's very weird, where you don't know what your decision would be. Wait, but... it's, not, it's not delayed? No, no, it was... They were just... This was... It's this was delayed at, They were just standing there, right? Doing commentary for the audience. It oh, was just not blocked properly. They Jesus fixed it Christ, after okay. this, but... Yeah, that was, that was interesting. <laughs> that's, that's weird. That's crazy. Yeah, so like, uh, so yeah, this year's TI, there was no booth, there's none of that, right? It was like a bit of a man, a lot of, lot of people talking shit about this year's TI, though. <laughs> but yeah, they, they fixed it pretty quickly where there was just happy. some, I think there was just some white noise implemented in the team speak that we use for communication where the white noise blocked out the commentary, where now it sounded just like what I was used to at the previous tournament I played, where it just sounds like you can hear something, but you cannot hear audible words. It just sounds like brr. That's cool, actually. That's that, that's some. Yeah, and we also that. at the first um, game we only used the headset. After that, we used a headset and in ears. So you had to put the in ear below the headset, and the uh, headset was with white noise and to block the audio. So that that worked pretty well. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Nice, 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 nice. So next is Lima, right? Yeah, that's that's the... next on the agenda. Uh, if it happens, think... but well, nothing I can do about that. So... so we'll see what happens there. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean if it happens? Is that, like what is? Uh, that, I mean, is in Lima right this? now, the situation is. I've only read a bit about it. Where, okay, yeah, the politi- no there's a, <laughs> Dude, there's I'm some so, protest. I'm so I am so <laughs> out of it. I have I'm yeah, so yeah, out of it. Just, like, what the hell is going on in Lima? I don't know how this happened, but in Lima specifically, there's protests right now against the president and. A lot of I'm not sure exactly oh, what's Jesus. happening. I, I'm okay. not gonna say things that are not true, but <laughs> yeah, I'll just have to wait yeah, and see yeah, what happens. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Jesus, man, that's well, well, there you go. Man. <laughs> oh, I cannot complain, <laughs> right? I'm safe and sound at home, so I'll just see what happens. Yeah, for no that, no, I know, I feel you. Like, um, like, yeah. This is like the this is like the this is like the fucking Olympics, you know, trying to get trying trying to trying to like take it all over the world, <laughs> and yeah, gonna be pro- gonna be pro- gonna 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 be problems, yeah. you know, it's gonna happen. Um, but uh, like people, so what? Uh, people are obviously complaining. They were talking shit about the prize pool for this last TI. They weren't very happy. They were they weren't very happy about that. Like, man, I've been following this game. This game was basically has been more okay. So let me tell you what happened, right? So before, like, there was a time in my life where I played lots of video games, right? All kinds of video games, like shooters, uh, strategy games, like Age of Empires, StarCraft, like random games, all kinds of games, right? And then I don't know when, I can't remember when this happened, but Dota came into my life, right? And 
every other game just sort of vanished from my <laughs> periphery. <laughs> and all we did, my all all my friends that I did were like come to school, talk shit about e- each other, <laughs> and then go home and play Dota. And then come come back to school the next day and be like, why the fuck did you cast that spell, bro? Like, he was right there, man. Like, <laughs> you could have won. Uh, you know, that was my life. And um, so I've been following it. For, I've been following this game for so long. And, you know, like, it's funny, right? Uh, my, my mom, her favorite hobby was like little, like, I don't know if you exp- ever experienced this, but like, uh, like, do they still use the term like plug pulling in plug uh, pull? ah, Dora? Like, I see. When someone, I think I yeah, know what you mean. But... <laughs> when someone drops out, Exactly. When someone drops out of a game, right? When someone's someone's dropped out, like they did, they say PP, like which basically means your mom walked in and pulled the cable out of the wall because you because you're playing too much Dota, right? And back then, the idea of a multiplayer online game just didn't compute, right? So the idea that I couldn't pause this thing and just come do what you want me to do was. It's like, what do you mean? That makes no <laughs> sense. It's a video game. Just pause it. Like, I'm like, I can't. Like, it's other people, <laughs> right? So, it's it's funny now, right? Now, now, I can just I just tell my mom, we are used to pull my plug, and stop me playing Dota. Now I'm doing science with it. What's up? <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> and she's like, nope. Still made the best decision. I'm like, okay, okay. But. Um, so I I got on this tangent because like I've been following the Dota for a while. Like obviously for me, every TI is a treat. Every tournament is a treat for me, right? Like, dude, uh, like when a major is happening, like I'm like, guys, don't call me, don't text me. I'm not coming out to hang out with any of you. Like it's not gonna happen. Just leave me alone, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like during TI, like TI, I'm just at home watching the matches, right? Uh, so I'm a huge fan, but I know people had problems with like. But what do you think the whole like? What do you have any thoughts about this whole uh, situation with the prize pool and like the whole uh, uh, the different like having the battle pass and then having half of it later? You know, Reddit will has has its own opinions, but yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I feel like it could be as a pro player, as yeah. a pro player, as a pro player. Like what? I think it can be structured a lot better for sure where there's also this discussion that has been going on of why isn't the prize pool more spread out over the year as well. You don't have to do it a lot, but just a few Mm. percent would already go a long way. And besides like specific this TI prize pool, like, like there's obvious flaws and there's a lot of things I don't agree with, but I'm always... Like I can think and complain about this a lot. Like I shared my opinion with people, but then that's really all I can do. Besides that, I can. It's like you're gonna be very annoyed about something where you don't have that much influence on it. Where I wish it right, would be right, a bit right. different, but it is what it is right now. It's also it's also not that bad. So <laughs> it's only. Yeah, I mean, dude, dude. Like the thing is, thing is, like a lot of lot of new players sort of have no like they like a lot of new fans of the game sort of have no perspective, yeah. right? Like so when I, like I've been I've been with this with this thing for like almost I don't know 15, 12, 15 years now, and like it's like we we used to host tournaments for like freaking like Mac, McDonald's <laughs> uh, vouchers, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, if anything, right. it's more important like, for me that the the game. Like stays alive and has good support behind it long term, because I think it's a very good strategy yeah, game. Yeah, and yeah. The support, like this individual, like 
right now oh, yeah. being as good as possible, yeah, that would be nice. But what's more important is that it's better over time, I think. That's what I care about more. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I, like, I I like that there's a DPC because I get to see Modora. Like, I, that's, all, <laughs> that's all that I really care about. Yeah, I, I, but, I think the system um, is pretty good. But there's also just old players that think something else was better. And now all of a sudden you have people grinding hard. And then they feel, oh, now we also have to grind, but mm -hmm. we don't want to do that. And then you lose out. I feel like you hear that a lot as well. So what's the... So what's the thinking of grinding? So like, what's the what's the play if you want to be a professional Dota two player? It's like you have to get to the top top of the top of the MMR. Is that the is that the not the most direct path to doing this? Uh, it definitely helps, but it's not the only thing that matters. Like last year or two years ago, before or one and a half. Wait a second, one and a half year ago before I made I made the team that I'm on right now. I was very high rank. I was the highest rank support in the world. I was rank eight, I think, in Europe. And I was no one was higher in the world. But I, I got invited to some decent teams. But there are in two teams from Asia, and besides that, no one asked me. So MMR is definitely not everything, because there's also people right, look at experience. If you're gonna join a team, people need to value you, right? You can have the highest rating, you can have uh, the best CV in the world, but if someone doesn't hire you, then you can just hang the CV on your wall and look at it, but it's not doing anything. So, <laughs> but if you're actually, For sure. Trust so if me, you're I actually getting, <laughs> if you're, if that's why your focus should just be improving, right? Because I knew I'm really good. So I thought I could yeah, go yeah, to yeah. Asia, but I don't really want to do that right now in the stage of my life. So then I just made my own team mm -hmm. and I knew it was going to work. And we actually, we just showed we kind of just had to show the world, look, we're here. We just bulldozed our way in. So if if you're actually good enough, you're gonna you're gonna get there. It's not an issue. The easy way, of course, is just gotcha. being almost good enough and getting picked up. But you need some luck for that. So you mm -hmm. cannot. That's like that's something that's out of your control. So you should just focus on what you can actually control. That's great advice. Um, like uh, so, there, uh, speaking of Asian Asian teams, like there's a lot. I mean, people tend to think there are different play styles depending on the region. Is that your experience, or is it just like a myth? Uh, no, I th I think that's definitely the case. I think it's less of a thing nowadays, where everyone is getting better and better very quickly. So now people, you get like this mm. one thing that, like the one me the meta, evolves so quickly now that it becomes more of a thing globally rather than region-specific. But it's still region-specific in in recent times in China. They played a lot slower, where it felt like you can abuse this really hard if you're from the West. But when Chinese teams played each other, it was a lot more about execution because they both did the same thing. But nowadays, it's it's hard to recall a long time before that. But this is mostly because recently I've actually experienced playing against them, so that's more in my memory. And I'm not sure if it's that much of a thing anymore. I think this is fading away more and more, the better every region and everyone gets. Where now it's more, you have specific players that are good at specific things, and a team will use their players properly. But their entire playstyle is not going to be region-dependent think it's more team dependent now 
Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so it's, it's good that you brought this up. So I want to talk about the meta game because, like, you know, most people have trouble understanding Dota just to begin with because, you know, it's got a hell of a learning curve, you know, like, uh, to actually start having fun, I would, like, I think you need at least 100 hours of playing <laughs> to actually, like, to know because otherwise it sucks, right? Like, yeah, you're, you're just getting crushed and, like, people are just flaming you. I'm not sure. I, I enjoyed the start a lot, actually. I just played a different hero every game. Really? I just Dude, look at the spells. You're a you're a you're a you're a different you're a different person. Uh, I mean, this was Jesus, a long time ago. This was awful. before rating was a thing in most games in 2012, and it was I was just playing, yeah. and like winning or losing didn't mean that much to me. It's like, oh, I won, okay. Oh, I lost, okay. It was like just using the spells was fun, and like, oh, this is a cool spell. Yeah, it's a good spell. Just shooting some spells, You're a better you know? man than I am, man. <laughs> I'll tell you that for sure. Like, uh, uh, man, you know, in Sri Lanka when I was when you we were playing Dota on like Dota One, you know, on Warcraft. So every someone had to host a game. Okay, so this is some old time shit. That, let, let me educate you, son. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like, somebody with a fast enough internet had to host <laughs> the game. So that everyone else can join and play, right? And in my country, maybe like three people could afford that two megabyte per second internet connection. Okay, two megabyte per second—that was the gold standard, right? And you were like, and maybe three people could afford it. And those those fuckers who had the who had that power to host games—they ran everything, right? They decided who they decided who who plays, <laughs> who doesn't play. Like if you're like it doesn't it doesn't matter how good you are, doesn't matter how like how much your teammate wants to be there. <laughs> if the guy doesn't like you, you're fucked, <laughs> right? Like like we hope like so some so and like the guys who could afford it were like adults with real jobs, right? So we'd wait for this guy to come home after work and like host a game for us and then go have dinner with his kids. <laughs> Dude, it was yeah, a that, it was a that's it, crazy. It's, it's not even that long ago if you think about it. But. Uh, yeah, and yeah, then Valve came along and they're like, nope, you can play whoever you want, where you want. Oh, also like uh, disconnects. That was not a thing. Like if you if you disconnected, that's it, game <laughs> over. Like like <laughs> like like if like if you didn't save, like the only way is to save your game every like every two minutes, right? But like a two minutes in Dota is a lot. A lot can happen in two minutes, right? So that's it. No disconnect. Like, no reconnecting. None of that shit. Like it's over. Um, but what the hell? Sorry, we're on a rant again. But the point I was trying to make up is the meta game, right? So one common idea is that so at, at like TI or like any, any tournament, the meta game sort of evolves as the as the games go on. Like, can you elaborate on that? And like, is that an actual thing? Again, this is just, it's just a myth. Or like what's uh, no this is definitely a thing where this is where you can see the strategies that you were not aware of in action for example this mm. happened very recently to us in our first game in the dpc a few weeks ago in our first game we played against a strategy that we were not as familiar with we saw it a little bit but we didn't feel like it was that good and then it looked way too good in this mm. first game so I would, okay we could have definitely won this game but this looks really good and we feel like it's not that hard. So then we played it ourselves in the second and the third game where we won with it against them. So this was full-on adaptation. Like, we never played this before. And 
yeah, so it just it just ha the only reason we played this is because we saw them playing it against us in this case. But this is where, when you're practicing in private, you can have a lot of strategies saved up that no one really knows about. We have done this as well in the last TPC, uh, where you just all of a sudden you pull something out that no one has seen before, and everyone is kind of forced to adapt in this in that sense where. Either people will ban your specific strategy or try to use it themselves. And I think that's just something that happens at every tournament in a, in a way. Because you've just seeing others play something is one thing, but especially when you play against it, this is when you really feel it the best. And it's easiest for you to also use it. And then it kind of spreads because now you're also maybe using it and then others play against it. They also see you playing it on the on their analysis so they think maybe we so should also like try feed, it it's, it's like a feedback loop yeah and sometimes like this goes too far loop, right? for sure like... i think where so... at ti for certain strats looking back why did everyone start trying this yeah it was pretty good but it wasn't that good <laughs> it's almost like you get a bit brainwashed in a sense where what is going on why is this just a thing now yeah yeah yeah, yeah right. it, it, it can work for sure but yeah so like you need to stick to your own things as well but it just happens naturally as humans you're like oh right, no right. If we don't try to use it and then we lose against it or we lose without trying it, then maybe we fucked up. So maybe we should just try it as well. But you <laughs> it's like a lack of confidence, so, maybe. Okay, so 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 like so so in that in that way. And so let's talk about Secrets uh, grand final, right? Uh they were pretty like they were like they kept kept with that less track uh pick. Yeah. They were like they were pretty happy with that, regardless of what happened. I mean, and I watched uh, um, uh, AUI uh, break down the drafts, and he was like, "Okay, he, he he's actually he actually thought like he was he actually gave props to the fact that he, they were they were like, okay, we're confident with this thing that we have this idea that it can work, even though we just got crushed, we can make it work." Um, so that like, I guess that's a that's a kind of call you make when you when you're in the game, right? You're like, okay, well, how do we change, or like, do we just like look? We, this is what we want to do and uh, yeah i guess this is very interesting this is also something that plays in team dynamics where like i saw the, the these games as well where i don't feel like this pick made them lose where i saw they just got super crushed in certain lanes and the game snowballed really hard and tundra played really well on the map mm. where yeah this pick was maybe not the best maybe it was good it's very subjective to talk about that but it didn't really it was not like this thing changed this is why we lost not at all but here sometimes it can depending on your team dynamics if you get crushed real hard against by something or with something yourself sometimes it can be better to change it just for the sense of dynamics where i agree with why what he said where mm. it's very good to stick to your guns but you need to be able to handle it. So we had this last season when we played against Liquid. We ended up losing the series. But in the first game, we played against a Broodmother. This is a very specific hero. And we didn't... Our draft was not the best. We didn't execute properly. And one of our players didn't feel too good. Like, ah, do we have to play against it again? But our coach gave a good pep talk. And we're ready. We're going to play different. We're going to play tempo. We're going to just crush them this game. And... The sense in the room was like the aura in the room was okay. We just we're just gonna own it now, and we played against it again, and then we won. 
But if that's not the case, even if in theory you shouldn't be afraid of this thing, if in practice you feel a bit bad to play against it again or a bit afraid, then you're kind of mm -hmm. set up for failure in a way. Confidence matters a lot right, right. for these decisions where I guess this is something with team dynamics where it's very important to be able to understand each other as well where not everyone is going to feel 100% confident all the time. And I think it's good to adapt mm -hmm. to that as well or just to make sure everyone can function to their so, fullest. When you're when you're drafting when you're in, in the drafting stage like you you how do you vary your plan and so if so if if someone so like you know when i used to play like when i used to play play, play quite a bit like there sometimes I, 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 like i'll see the picks but i'm like but i feel like i want to play a certain hero i'm like no i'm in the mood to play <laughs> this guy like that whole what that mood what that mood means i don't know right it could be from experience like you know thousands of hours of dota right it could be like me actually doing some math that I'm just not like, it's actually some math that I'm doing in my head. I'm just not consciously aware of what the math is. Right. It's like, but, but it comes out as a mood. It's like, Oh no, I, I feel like playing jugger, right yeah. you know, or I, or, or I feel like playing this guy. So, you know, when you're drafting for like a tournament, like TI, like uh, if, how do you balance that? Like with your, how do you balance your plan? With what, for example, your carry says, no, I don't want to, like, I don't want to do this. Or, like, your mid says, or your support, or, like, other team is like, nah, not feeling it. You know, like, does it happen? Or, does it, or is everyone just like, that's the plan, let's go make it happen. And get it yeah, like so that. this is something interesting. We can talk a bit about this, comparing it from TI to how we do it now. Because right now it's polar opposite yeah, to how sure. we did it at TI. Because at TI, we were working with a different coach. And the way we did it was... Our coach did like 95% of the draft where we talked about some things beforehand and we kind of knew what to expect. But at the end of the day, like what we're drafting and what we're playing and when we pick it was his decision. And the benefits to this is that everyone is on the same page in what we're doing and we don't have to, we don't feel worried about it. Or we shouldn't have to feel worried about it because this is just what we're doing. And that that's basically how we, we ran it in that sense. So at DI, we didn't have this thing of, are we sure we want to play this? It's more like, we are going to play this. And if anything, it's like, should we, what do you think? Like, let's say, ask you, what do you think, Celery? Do you, do you think this is the best? Do you think X is the best here or Y? And then I say, oh, I think Y is probably the best here. Okay, mm -hmm. then we go with Y. But it's not like, what do you think is good here? And I look at 100 possibilities and then I choose something. It was more very specific. Uh, the questions were specific and directed. So we had like one person leading the entire strategy phase, so to say. That's that's how we did it at TIA. Right. And now? Yeah, I, uh, I can just talk about how we do it now. Now we... This is something we discussed after TI where we felt this is not, from our perspective, this was not the best way to run a team with us as players, where this is going to be very subjective and dependent on the players and maybe the region as well, on the culture of people. 
But for us, we felt like we had very experienced players and people with really good ideas, and we want to use this more. So we felt it made more sense to incorporate everyone's ideas better, in a, in a way. Where now, just like before, we talk about drafts beforehand, and it's not going to be a big surprise what we're going to be playing during the tournament game, because we already talked about it beforehand. But how we make our drafts is very based around everyone's ideas. Where some people will like implement, or not implement, some people will give more ideas than others. And that's a good thing. If we have five people going crazy with ideas, that's too much. So we mostly have three people right. and our coach helping to coordinate it, to give all the ideas and make the drafts around it and test them out in practice to see if it actually works and how we can make it better. And this this kind of gives a feel where we we feel like we're using everyone's potential, but also everyone's brain better. I guess not sure how to how to put it. Gotcha. Where I think I have a lot of good ideas, but I cannot have better ideas than three people combining their ideas properly, because I can only think so much mm. in a day. How you could say, and uh, the more gotcha, ideas gotcha. you can yeah. merge and make a good plan out of is feels better but then there's the drafting stage during the tournament where you need to decide right now what you're going to play and this took a little bit of time to get used to where i do make the decision for the most part but at the same time when we're deciding for someone specific or we're thinking about what makes sense to follow up besides the start of the draft which you mm -hmm. can practice and prepare for we i'm not entirely sure how we do it actually it's very intuitive where i will ask i'm, I'm picking a, we need to pick a hero now for one person and this person gives his input for the most part maybe one other guy we have an idea of what is probably good and we kind of it kind of just gets decided by him and me where he will just say say at one point he'll like make a decision kinda and I just check if he if he wants this and then we just go for it. It feels very intuitive. It's like a team process, but this is very dependent on dynamics probably where if people to be able to do this you need people to communicate well. People need to be confident and the atmosphere needs to be good. So you actually get like the results that you want where you don't gotcha. get you don't make too emotional decisions it needs to be rational enough that it makes sense what you're yeah. doing so one of the things that like i mean if you're so if you're a pro pro carry player right you've played i don't know 10 i don't know how many thousands of games right and try, and you know you, like your brain, the way it works, is like it's it's good at building these patterns, right? And it's like and it and it, you know, it learns the things. Th there are certain things that it learns that, that you're not even consciously aware of that you're doing, but it's just patterns that 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 comes out as instinct. So like, oh, here's what I should do now, or like you know. So some of the things that when you watch replays uh, of pro players, and we think, holy shit, I wouldn't have thought to do that in a million years. And like in a sense, they are not thinking about that either. It's just like a, it's like it's just like firing off and like like 
you do it so quickly because you practice so much and you learn this pattern over thousands of games right um it is it, interesting like uh, yeah so when you when you when you're playing uh, when you're picking the picking the heroes you want to play it's obviously very different from like a all pick pub game right like you have an idea you want to you, you kind of know what you kind of you kind of expect kind of understand what the opponent is bringing to the table what you expect them to do and then you sort of yeah you're also thinking from a an us perspective not a me it's like you're picking for five people instead of mm. what do i want to play right that's interesting yeah that's true uh uh-huh. yeah yeah that's true because the pub game is like yeah you're yeah, just deciding for yourself right play now. So, <laughs> in that sense it's like infinitely more complex that's interesting. Where you need to combine everything Hmm. That's actually I. It didn't occur. That's the. That's super interesting. You mentioned that. I didn't. It didn't occur to me. Like that's a big difference. I think because, like you said, in a pub game, you're deciding for sort of sort of deciding for yourself, uh, and uh, in a in a uh, in a pro game or like a oh, structured game, deciding for five people. Uh, that's, huh. I mean, I guess pub games would better be better if people had the same <laughs> same mindset. But, you know, you know how pub games go. <laughs> So, like, um, when, when let's say, so, so even, even, uh, so, so by that, res- in that respect, even a super high MMR pub game is different. Do you think from a like a team, like a pro, like a, like a pro match? Yeah, you you cannot really compare it at all because once people, okay. um, and it kind of makes sense in a way, right? Like when you're really good friends with someone for a long time you kind of feel each other and you talk differently than when you're with oh, some strangers, sure, yeah. even if you're, let's say you're playing football with either your friend that you know very well or just random people that are very good, but you just don't know what to expect. So now you amplify that a hundred times where you're practicing every day, you're talking every day with these people. And now all of a sudden you play with someone maybe that's equally skilled, but you never, you're not used to each other. So obviously that's gonna look mm-hmm. way different. You cannot you cannot even reach the fullest potential of everyone if you don't you cannot use it you cannot utilize each other in the same way. Where even with something I think communication is extremely important, but that takes a lot of time to develop. So when you then try to communicate properly with someone where you didn't get the time to develop this, it's all it only makes sense that it's gonna be worse. It's not anyone's fault. That's just how how it is. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, for sure. Okay, so man, all so when you're talking, like all these like things come <laughs> up in my head, right? So I'm like, okay, shit, I gotta ask him about this now, <laughs> right? So like, okay, um, uh, when you t- like, obviously, so one of the things we're interested in, at least that I'm interested in, I don't know who else is interested in this shit. <laughs> I'm interested. Is like. Is is other other so even though Dota is a five player game, right? A five ten player game, let's say, but you're five players on the team. They're like pairwise relationships that sort of form, say, within the game, right? So, one obvious example is in the, is in the laning yep. stage where one guy goes in, in the current meta at least one guy goes mid, uh, two people go on to separate lanes, and then there's a there, there's a thing there, right? So. Your your in your role as a as a support, um, do you like do you guys work on specific 
relationships within the game so like do you and your you and the carry like practice like as doing things together or like like you get the idea like kind yeah, of I'm saying here, like, are there pairwise pairwise relationships that are like worked on consciously in the game um so yeah that's that's definitely a thing where you need to have a good relationship with everyone of course but it's it's always going to be a bit more specific with people that you play with the most especially since this is what i mentioned earlier this starts in the laning phase and you do this every single game so if you're good at this then you're already setting yourself up for success or for having a good game so this is extremely important right right and this is something you we practice also in not sure how to call it in like a, a more focused way we did this more in the past where we play 2v2 so what we do is we play one of our lanes mm. so me and my teammate that i lane with the most and we play against our own team their lane and then we do a 2v2 and we do this 10 times in a row every mm. day and then you just get to practice this in a vacuum over and over and over again instead of having to play a full game where you play this for five minutes you just do this over and over and over so you get better at this and you get to know each other better but i think for most teams and for us as well this is something that forms over time where you need to understand how you <clears throat> also how you communicate in here where in my lane for example when i lane with my carry player who is that's anton he we know how we communicate in this lane where he takes the lead in some of the things and he just does the calling here and i don't interfere because then we're talking over each other and this also makes sure we're on the same page mm. so for last hitting he will say when i should hit when it's under the tower if i'm not certain if he will get it he will let me know unless it's very obvious and we already know in advance but we just have this communication so we're damn to that level of detail like yeah so it's very interesting where for us for example this is very simple communication where he says hit and then i hit it at the right time so he can time it properly there was one <laughs> one funny anecdote that i have on one damn. of the days in our last boot camp for some reason he's from russia and i think his vocabulary is ex slowly expanding because on this day he started sitting saying can you please hit can you please hit and he said this six times in a row <laughs> and I said, yo, bro, what is going on? Are we just going to do it like this now? All, all, all game? Because this is very funny. You need to imagine we're five players, right? So the other lane is also trying to talk. And you yeah, just, yeah. the entire communication. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you please hit? It was very funny. It was very proper. It was good grammar, nice wording, but maybe not, it was maybe not the time for it. <laughs> right, right. No, for yeah, sure. That's, that's pretty hilarious. funny. But yeah, it's very, you need to feel each other for this, for sure. And it's interesting how that can work. For example, in our team, we also do it a bit different where we switch this up, where it's almost 50-50 in which lane I go. The supports, we just mix it up. And we're very, we're so used to each other, the four of us, that we can do this. Because most teams don't mm -hmm. do this. And you need to have very good, very good feeling for each other. But uh, what was I thinking? Um, yeah, it's interesting how relations work in that sense as well. We should all need to have a good relationship with each other. And mm. I'm not sure yet what is the best. But for example, my, uh, the player that I lane with the most, we are very different. 
I'm very, very sensitive. He is not so sensitive. I'm a bit more introverted than extroverted. He's very extroverted. And I exercise right. a lot. He <laughs> exercises not so much. It's like we're we're like polar opposites, I would say. Yeah, yeah. But we're still we're still good friends. Right, right, but right. in a way it's kinda interesting where these dynamics are probably good to have, I think, in a in a group where yeah. probably the most important rather than all being the same is I wrote a few things down that I think are most important in groups that I was thinking about now that we're talking where Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can I can write it in this I'll just I'll just say that. So for players because I was thinking, right? Like how does it work in a team? When you make a team, like what do you want from everyone? You want everyone to be good? Okay, that that's great and all. No need to like everyone knows that, right? You want good players. Okay, that's great. (laughs) But then what specifics do you look at? Because there's always in every sport there's a lot of good players. Yeah. That's that's nice. You always have some star players that are just worth more, even if they're assholes. But yeah. Then I think the most yeah. important things of For sure. players specifically is probably just communication, confidence, and how you uh let's see how to how to describe this properly, how you like not having to be not having the need to be right. Basically, having your ego managed. Mm. Not sure how you would write that. Where it's always interesting in sport, you need to have an ego in a way. Like, I think I'm one of the best, if not the best, in my role. But at the same time, if I get some critique or something I can work on, then that's great because I can learn from it. But in the game, I think I'm the absolute best. Because mm. if I in the game and I think, oh man, I'm playing against this this guy is so much better than me, then I you cannot function. So right, you need right, this... right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how you would call this if there's a term for it. Like you need some balanced ego, I guess. I think these are the three things. Yeah, no, I mean you have to. Have... No, I mean like you have to be. You have to. You have to be confident enough to trust your own like instincts and decisions right like because you have to believe in yourself yeah. at some level right and you need an ego at yeah, some level sure. to do that right you can't walk into a game and think like man i'm the piece i'm the i'm the worst player on the planet this fucking <laughs> yeah, sucks but like, you also you know? need but you're also playing in a team right let's say you're playing chess it's 1v1 you can have the biggest ego ever and yeah who cares like even if you're an ass to your teammates you have no yeah, teammates yeah, yeah. but in a team game yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to <laughs> this is i guess this flows in of the communication like if your communication is not good in and out of game it's just not gonna work over time where these are probably things that can predict mm. over time how likely a team is to be successful i think because people definitely change i've changed a lot over the years but you cannot predict if someone will change for better or worse but what you can see is how so is how someone is right now so i think that's probably a pretty good predictor because this flows in with what I think is the most important to have in a team, which is atmosphere. When the atmosphere is good, this is how we felt at our last bootcamp. This is the best atmosphere we've ever felt in a team, where there's almost this aura in the room, like we know we're going to win. And then when we don't win, that's mm-hmm. all good. Because we're still feeling good, and we just learn from it and we move on. There's been one instance where I was a bit too emotional in a game where I almost came across a bit toxic but the communication I did give was very good for the game so after the game like no one is mad because we're all having a good time and the atmosphere is good so people just tell me you you could have chilled down a bit like you're talking like I'm a dog 
almost like on a leech <laughs> and it's like I, I it's very the comedy you could feel on the communication at this moment oh, how man. good it was where i also knew yeah i kind of did it like it's my bad uh, i'm sorry about it and then they're also yeah. not mad about it because yeah. they know it was good intentions and i think very often these are like the moments where if you cannot like if you just pretend nothing happened or you're just mad at each other that's that's not productive at all and then it doesn't feel like a team hmm. like you need to the atmosphere needs to be really good and i think it probably flows from these first three points where if you don't if you lack in one of these even if it's just one player it gradually gets worse over time unless it gets dealt with but dealing with one of these issues right. is very hard unless it's yourself if you're the problem that's the easiest because you can try to work on yourself but if it's someone else then you can try to help them but at the end of the day you don't know if it will change and if it will affect mm. the team overall absolutely no so i mean you you, you brought this up at the right time because i was going to ask you like what makes um what do you think makes a good team what, what, what do you think makes a bad team and uh, i think you've been spot on with yeah, uh, i'll write those three terms down i'm not sure if that's the most important it's very interesting to think about it in that sense what you also said where you want to be able to put it into numbers in a way right like think like what qualities do you mm. can you look at beforehand to predict or in hindsight say these are the things that matter because there's always going to be random things i think people also overvalue this where like a team wins the world championships and oh they were amazing they did everything perfect yeah but they also just got lucky like we're not doing some randomized control trial with placebos and like we just have <laughs> we just have this one tournament right this is it you need a bit of luck yeah, you yeah, need to yeah. perform right yeah. now and then you can win it and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you have yeah, to it's crazy. you can try i don't know we just go too crazy on this like the team that won the last world championships or any any tournament any game they just performed the best right then and there but they don't need to have the best team dynamics. Mm. Maybe if you play the tournament 100 times, you can see who actually had the best team dynamics. And they had the most chance to win. But like you said, like maybe there's a prediction 90% chance they'll win, but that's only 9 out of 10, right? I don't know if you've ever played poker, but if you have 95% chance to win, that's 19 out of 20. You're going to lose quite a bit <laughs> if you do yeah. it more than one. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a lot, but 5% true, is quite true. a bit. No, yeah, I... No, you're right. You're right. That's true. Like, um, man, yeah. Especially, especially in something like Dota, like it's, uh, like, you know, sometimes like, like sometimes someone just like, like someone just like gets in the flow and makes some plays that you were like, what the, how the <laughs> hell, like, and then you all of a sudden, you know, like eight ten k net worth difference, <laughs> like it's game over. Game yeah, over. or like like in football, yeah, you can crazy. see it the same, right? I I watched a bit of the World Championships where. I watched most of the games from the Netherlands, of course, where they were playing Argentina and they're 2-0 down. And my family already says, okay, it looks like it's over. But I think, I mean, I don't know. I'm always very dry when I'm watching this because I play compete myself. So it's like mm. I'm just chilling. Okay, we'll see what happens. And then they score twice in the last two, 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, the game is different, right? They could have won this game, for example, and then Argentina wouldn't have been able to win. But at the same time, maybe they would have just lost 2-0 if they didn't get these two miraculous goals and there wouldn't even be a question. 
they still ended up losing. Like all these things, they matter so much, right? When people look back, oh, they were just the best, but it was so close. They had luck on their side as well. It's easy to just look at the end result. It's like when someone completes their study, it's like, ah, you did it. But like, you missed the entire road and everything. Exactly, exactly. No, for sure, man. Like, I I, I understand better than most. And like, speaking of competing, like, how's... How, what's the like the vibe these these days about like being a professional, uh, like play uh, esports professional? Like when I was growing up, I, I, you know, if I told my mom in high school, in school, or like when I was eighteen, nineteen, that I'm gonna go be a professional Dota two player, Dota, there was no Dota two then, <laughs> Dota player, uh, she she would have she would have she would have fucking disowned me. And um, that would have been the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what's <laughs> what's the what's the vibe now? Like, it seems like the uh, th- things have changed since. Uh, of course, pe- people are making millions of dollars. Um, money, but I mean, I good. think it's very similar to other sports now. You could compare it where if you want to try and you feel like you have the potential to do it, you can. And I think more people accept it that it's a thing mm. you can try. But at the same time, most people don't become professionals, right? Just like in any sport, a lot of people try and like 0.01% or even less actually make it. So just trying to do it, that's that's great and all, but you don't know if you're actually going to make it. So I think it's very similar to other sports where For sure. if you feel like you can do it, then it's probably worth a try as well. If you don't want to regret things and think we're always nowadays we are a bit too crazy and or addicted to being young you're young right now so you need to like go crazy study 16 hours a day like there's always a time like if i wouldn't have made it i learned a lot just from trying to go pro as well you learn a lot about mm-hmm. relationships and how dynamics work when you try to work together for something with high tension and i would have just done something else i would have just started studying something or who knows what i would have done I think we For we sure. tend to think a bit too black and white in a lot of aspects where it's like it's either this or that. No, you can. It's yeah, not mean, black and white. You can. There's a lot of things in between. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can. Yeah, it's right. Nothing's a dead sentence. So, like, I mean, like for me, I did. I I started. I started engineering first. Then I worked in like a bunch of different comp- things. Like I was in a travel company for a while. I was a project coordinator for a while. Then I was like, no, fuck this. I'm going back to university. And now I'm now I'm here studying AI and like, you know, all the other stuff. So yeah, definitely. Don't you like, ne- you never know in even. advance. In hindsight, you think, oh, that was crazy, crazy journey. But you couldn't have predicted it probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So, like, you know, now we should look back and say, man, that was a hell of a, hell of a ride. Like, I'm like, and everything that happened, you know, everything that happened was like, you know, could have been terrible, but it led to you being where you are right now, right? And uh, and uh, that's it. Um, dude, okay. So I'm not going to take up much more of your time. Like, this has been super useful. I've, I've, I've like, had fun. Uh, you should know that because, like, it, it, it actually gave me a lot of, like, so, um, you know, when I write, when it, it gave me a lot of insight. For example, my intuition about the pairwise relationships, I'm glad that that's actually a thing that, and that's actually practiced, right? And these are the kind of things that we can sort of uh, examine and visualize and see with, uh, with, with, with the methods we have. And, 
it'd be awesome. Like, so hopefully we'll, once we get the research done and then like, I'll definitely let you know, like what you find. And uh, um, I think it'll yeah, be I'm interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what I wanted, also wanted to ask, yeah, I also wanted to ask, like, would you guys be like, okay, you know what? Like what, what, what aspects of like, let's say your team coordination and your team, like, cause you, you've, 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 you said it's such a big deal. Um, what, what kind of things do you think could be enhanced with like working with someone like for example scientists with like like our team is there anything that you think would you be benefited from uh, that's interesting these things are always very interesting because I know you only know what you know right there's always things and whenever you learn something new you're like oh I didn't know that that's so exactly. I'm no, trying to sure. think yeah, about yeah, it yeah. because at the end of the day I think everything can be better I think we're in a pretty good place right now from my perspective right this is my perspective of my experiences mm. i feel right now we have a very good way of working so it's very interesting because it's hard to say for me what could be better right now but at the same time looking mm. back i kind of felt this at certain points last year as well where i thought the way we did it was pretty good so it's it's very interesting because this is probably something i would need to discuss okay. with my teammates as well right to see because this is how I view it right now. And I think most of them will agree because we talk about it mm-hmm. a lot. But it's very interesting to think like how your experience, experiences change the way you think it is going right now. Because I think it's going really good right now and we're in For a sure. good spot based on my life. kind of. That's how you make your... That's how your worldview is formed, kind of. So I think there's probably a lot that can be better, Absolutely. but it's actually hard to understand what can be better. Yeah, no. The the reason I asked is because, like, you know, would you guys be interested in sort of like working with working with working with us and like you know like you know like answering some questions like basically in in a research capacity you know like do some like you know filling a filling a questionnaire before your tournaments and then like we'll track your stuff during the tournament and like see what happens and you can fill in a questionnaire afterwards like stuff like that. Would you guys be down to like? do something like that because that'd be really nice and uh i think yeah, we can learn I mean, something interesting i really i cannot really answer it myself right because i think it could be very interesting but i'm yeah, just one out of six sure. right? just like so. yeah just uh, <laughs> yeah yeah float 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 it to your team because like this is kind of kind of research that, that we're doing and uh it'd be awesome if you could like you know just work together on something that'd be legit you know then we can put it yep. out there um but dude i'm gonna let you go because it's been an hour and a half and you have been super generous. Uh, I want to wish you the best of luck. I hope uh, Lima uh, works out for sure. Like First of all, the tournament works out. And second of all, I hope you guys do well. Um, yeah, is there anything you want to say to your fans before uh, before we wrap up? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who is watching this, right? But uh, I hope it was interesting. <laughs> do I like I don't I mean like I'll post this link to this yeah. on their somewhere. Yeah, I mean I, I hope probably I hope everyone that listened to, to this all the way found it interesting. It was very interesting for me sharing my this experience. Is great. So. I've already yeah, I, I hope people yeah, had a good was, time. This is legit, so I don't know who people else are also can... looking forward to the research as yeah. much as much as I am. Nice, nice, awesome. All right, man. Yo, thanks a lot again. Uh, best of luck and uh, we'll catch up again soon sounds good this has been another episode of the One Deeper Podcast thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time